Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're always right, never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. I also want to send out prayers to all of those who have contracted COVID-19. Uh, we wish you all a speedy recovery. We want to thank all of the frontline workers, hospital staff, uh, EMS, fire, police, all those that are helping uh, to battle uh, this deadly disease. Uh, you are in our prayers, and we hope that you have a, a happy and, and, and blessed Thanksgiving. Uh, in the studio uh, uh, tonight, we're, we're very honored and proud to have a conservative radio talk show host, uh, but it was also a Philadelphia poll worker that um, that witnessed some very un, uh, unfortunate things while he uh, was there as one of the only Republicans uh, in Philly uh, at this polling site. Uh, Daryl Brooks has been on the front line of activism and speaking truth to power for quite some time now. We're honored to have him on the show and we're honored to hear about his story uh, of what happened to him, uh, not only uh, in Philly, but what his perspective is on uh, the current 2020 elections and the impact that uh, it may have as a result of it. He's witnessed and as a result of the many legal uh, filings from the Trump campaign uh, that had been filed also recently, uh, I believe a judge uh, just uh, delayed the voter certification of Pennsylvania. So I don't know, that might be a window of a little a glimmer of hope we have to see, uh, but that's something uh, that is going on. Well, let me welcome to the studio, Daryl Brooks, sir. How are you? Um, how you doing, my brother? How you doing? I am excited uh, again to come on your show and, uh, you know, always right. And uh, hopefully I have a joyous, educated talk show. Thank you so much, Daryl. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy 
schedule, especially uh, I know on a personal note, you know, you've been inundated with your grandkids, and that's some quality time. So, uh, you know, God bless you, and God bless your grandkids. Uh, talk a little bit about Thank what you. happened. Yeah, talk a little bit about what happened as a poll worker on Election Day in Philly. Uh, your position there, you were a poll worker as a Republican. Uh, as a, What was your, your position there, just as a regular worker? Yeah, or? As, so I was a, a poll worker watcher for the uh, Republican Party. I was called like three or four days uh, before the election and said they needed, uh, the Trump team needed uh, poll workers. So, you know, I got an email and said, Darrell, would you like to be? I said, you know, sure, why not? Uh, uh, this is probably like second or third time. Uh, well, more than that, about four or five times as a poll worker, um, uh, candidacies. And so, um, and, I, and I had worked other elections. When, so this is, uh, I get a call, I go down there, and I get my badge, and I go in, and, uh, you know, there's other poll workers there. Uh, there were about, um, uh, I assume about eight or nine Republican poll workers, and uh, they were there, we were talking, and then on the other side, it was the Democrats. So our job was to watch and um, uh, look at the ballots that were coming in. And so the idea was that, you know, we could walk through the lines, and people were sitting at the tables counting the ballots, and how the whole process was happening, watch names, look at inf- look at the information, and realize we couldn't do that. They had us about 20 feet uh, from the actually uh, the ballots being opened and counted, and uh, that was kind of irregular. Uh, and so uh, there was a complaint put in uh, by the Trump team, and so then they moved us from 20 20 feet to six feet. Uh, a, a day later, two days later. And so as we got to six feet, they moved the operations back uh, about, um, I guess you could say about two to 300 feet away from us. So the closer we got, they just jumped another 300, uh, two to 300 feet. And that was kind of upsetting. I'm mean, like, what, you know, what do you need, uh, you know, uh, what are you guys hiding? What is it that you don't want us to see? And by the way, I'm the, as the only African American uh, poll worker there, I was also harassed from the Democratic Party uh, uh, poll workers. You know, following me, following me around, um, just um, making comments, looking at me. Uh, you know, asking ahead. We had some binoculars, and didn't they didn't want me to have binoculars because they thought it was a, a recording. And it was what, a toy binocular. I mean, one of those binoculars that for kids that this, mm-hmm. uh, one of the lawyers had, he was giving out. So a lot of stuff that they was doing to harass um, uh, the Republican poll workers. We wasn't harassing anybody. He was just there trying to see what's going on, the happening, and the fact that they didn't allow us. They did everything they can, uh, they could to stop us from even trying to see uh, the names on the ballots and were they counting the ballots correctly and where exactly was the ballots coming from. So, you know, the Democratic Party, especially in Philadelphia, they did all that they could to stop us from um, observing the counting of the ballots. That's very, very disturbing. So now what happened next? Um, 
as a result of those challenges that you were facing there, uh, who did you notify or what was the process? Uh, were the police well, notified? We, did, you, uh, did you, you know? Well, the um, the people in there, the lawyers notified uh, Corey Lewandowski. Okay. And so um, I think it was a Thursday. Corey Lewandowski comes in, uh, talks to us, and he said that anybody who would like to eventually testify or say anything uh, against what was happening. And, uh, so, you know, people said, yeah. So uh, he talked to us kind of uh, uh, independently. We just talked and said, okay, I'm Daryl, you know, from, I'm in Philly, um, Republican poll worker. And, yeah, I would say something because what, what happened is, is it's the, the purpose of us being here was to see who was counting, see the names right. Because, like I said before, and uh, Giuliani, I think, and Corlandowski said the same thing. You know, we don't know who voted. We could have been, you know, Three people, three uh, one one person could vote it three or four times, but we didn't. Give, they didn't give us a chance to observe anything and how they were opening, what they were doing with the ballots. We didn't get a chance to see anything. So I think it was on a Saturday, Saturday morning. Um, uh, they called me. I was on my way to Philly, and they said, "Daryl, uh, we want you. We want to meet up with you." And I said, uh, "Okay, sure. Why not?" And so as soon as I, they put me in a car and they got some others, about three, two of us, we were poll workers from the, the Philly Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And next day we jump, we jump in a car and uh, they said, well, we're going to a press conference, press conference. <laughs> and uh, 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 Giuliani's going to be there. You mean Mayor Giuliani? Yeah, that Giuliani. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we go into the four, I think it's the four season construction uh company uh i see the whole setup as a how they do the press conference and uh you know it was just, it was amazing how they was just getting things together and i'm almost quick uh, within basically an hour um setting up the press conference uh as we're waiting in the room mayor giuliani comes in and he, comes, he says hi to everybody and then he goes into another room with Corey Lewandowski, and then so i'm just sitting at the table you know with some other poll workers that did not get in, and there was a few did get in, and and, and observed the, uh, the the foolishness that was taking place by the Philadelphia city of Philadelphia, Democratic Party. So uh, as we're sitting in the you know um, inside one room, Giuliani and Corleandowski is in another room, and I hear a voice in the background on the on the phone, and it's President Trump. And he is—he's upset. He's angry. I can hear it in his voice. And I'm like, "Wow, that's the president." <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and so Giuliani comes out. He starts talking. He sits down right next to me, and I'm looking at him. And I'm like, "Man, is Mayor Giuliani?" I'm sitting really next to him, uh, to Mayor Giuliani, and I'm just looking at him, and I'm smiling, and I'm, I have this look on my face. And, um, you know, it was, and then he talked to us individually, you know, as a group and, you know, we told him what we've seen. And then, um, you know, I'm on a phone. I got two buddies of mine who are they're kind of advisors, legal advisors uh, or political advisors. And so I go outside and I see a hundred press people. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm getting nervous. And I call these guys and I just, just, 
speak the truth. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to speak the truth. And I just one of those things when you see a press corps, 100 individuals out there with cameras and video, you know, it's just, it make you nervous. Right. And so me and, Julie, and Giuliani was talking, and he said, Let's, and we all went outside, and, and I'm just looking. And, and, you know, I got the mask on, and I'm just like, please don't call me. So Giuliani <laughs> speaks. Uh, you know, it's like, don't call me. Don't, I don't want to be the first to call. Don't yeah. call me. Don't call me. And next thing you know, oh, here's my friend Daryl Brooks. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, wow. And I'm like, so I get up there and they're like, I tell the story. They say, take your mask off. In my mind, for what? <laughs> what do you need to take my mask off? For? Exactly, exactly. And so so I took the mask. If you look at the photo or the video, my mask is halfway off. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. my thing was I've done press conferences before, but not on a national, international level like this. With, right. You know, Giuliani is the is the main person that's leading the press conference. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I even sound, I sound a little nervous, um, you know, because I'm usually not a nervous person, especially in the press, you know, because right. I've done press conferences before, many of them. And mm-hmm. so um, I am nervous because I guess it's on a little level that which I've never been on before. On and you weren't expecting show. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I'm just, I said, this is what happened. They didn't allow us to see anything. You know, I said, I also said that, you know, a lot of men, especially African-American men, supported Trump because of the, you know, 401k plan, uh, you know, we support. And I was excited about being a poll watcher. Now, mm-hmm. there was this thing where, uh, uh, you know, some backlash from the uh, after what let's go to after I did the press conference. You know, they took us. I was in the car with Corey Lewandowski and some, uh, I think one of his other eight uh, Trump aides. So we get in the car, we go back to the convention center, and I go back to work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the next day or that same day, you know, we're all on national television, and here and and um, here goes the Trenton Democratic Club, you know, people uh, that really wanted to, uh, was upset with me because I was supporting the president. And, uh, and, and, and it got crazy. It got really yeah. crazy. Daryl, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. For those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show, where we're always right and never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. In the studio, we have Daryl Brooks, who was a Philadelphia poll worker who was harassed, discriminated against, and was failed to be able to view the process as it relates to the balloting and them opening the ballots and things of that nature uh, on election day representing uh, the Trump campaign uh, as a Republican. Uh, um, Daryl, the thing that fascinates me the most is about your story is where was the police, where was the attorney general's office, where was the where was the uh, Philadelphia County uh, Board of Elections, where were the law enforcement entities that should have been there if this was taking place, especially after you guys took it to a place of, on a national level, mm-hmm. how come no one, so, no one finally came in, or where, where were they at? Did no, they come? Because, because you, you, you uh, uh, the 
the police was were not there. Uh, the head of the uh, board of election, the person that was in charge of the whole election, he was there every day. So, but other than that, you know, I I talk talk about the people that counted the ballots was temp agent workers. Wow. They were temp agents. They wasn't, they they, they never counted ballots before, you know, and and most of them we were looking at, they were counting, there was three at a time, four at a time, five at a time. You know, they wasn't, um, you know, they was not experienced uh, ballot people. So and, that's, and, and that's what I didn't, yes. I didn't know that they, yeah, they had temp, and so they they basically had no prior experience. I wonder how that was across the whole country. I never even thought about it from that perspective. That in this election we had a lot of poll workers that maybe never had experience at the polls. Never that's had experience at the polls. And when we talk, I talked to some people outside. He said, "No, we just poll work. They just we just started uh, at least uh, two or three days before the election, and uh, you know, and, and they just was counting ballots and opening them. And so, you know, the idea, well, well, what happened? Is it possible that the fix was in already? They people, they you know, someone or some individuals brought ballots in." And uh, in, in a box or or considered in, in a truck and just ship the ballots because when you got these individuals, <clears throat> excuse me, these individuals that counted the ballots, they're low end people basically. They're small. Right. You know, they exactly. get told to sit at the table, count them. Exactly. Uh, it's the ones behind the scene. It's the right. ones that um, when Trump was ahead um, in Pennsylvania that night by seven hundred thousand votes. You know, and then he he suddenly uh, is down by ten to fifteen thousand the next two days. That's you know, it, it, that was worrisome. And uh, you know, where did they get these ballots from? And it was a fact that dead people voted. Dead people voted in in the election. And uh, you know, and if the idea is that they they want Trump out so bad, our president, well, they will do anything. And even they all, well, you know, they always say, well, when Trump was elected, it was a lot of Democrats were like, you know, he's not my president. He's not my president. Now they're talking about, well, yeah, just now the Democrats are telling, oh, just get over it. Just get over it. You know, the election is over. Everything, we won. And and, and that's a disturbing thing. And that's why I, you know, when I was at the rally in Washington, you know, we're all talking about President Trump. Trump, keep fighting. I I text Giuliani uh, a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, listen, remember Rocky. You know, uh, keep fighting. You got a, a, a uh, you got a, a, a army of Trump supporters behind you. Amen. And, uh, you know, I told him, that, yeah. So, you know, these things is a, it's a process, and now the uh, the judge said it's uh, the ballots or certification is a stay. For, that, for until Friday, until they do more investigation, and so that's important. Trump, President Trump, won uh, that victory, uh, but the battle still continues. The, 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 he won that battle, but eventually we have to see what's, what's going to happen in the next uh, two days uh, to see. You know, uh, will these ballots uh, be really? Uh, will they, these ballots not make it? 
you know, and, or do we take it to the Supreme Court? So there's a lot of different options. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm just major concern is that people have to see what type of election is this. Uh, it was to us, you know, our side, it was fraudulent. If you watch CNN, oh, everything was all right. He won fairly and squarely, you know, really. And so, if, but if you watch, you know, you listen to CNN and you listen to MSNBC, you're going to hear one side. But if you listen to somewhat, uh, what is the, uh, the, the conservative stations and, and news stations, conservative news stations, you're going to be talking about a, a totally different election. Right, you know, exactly. So, uh, you know, yeah, so Trump, he gained 5 million votes. In Almost 10 million votes. He gained, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, 10 million. 10 million. It's, it's, yeah. It's the, yes. So, and and, he, and so he was, they did everything. I'm sorry, go ahead, Daryl. So, yeah, so he got uh, 14% of the African American male vote, you know, and, and, and numbers that they haven't seen in 60 years from African Americans supporting a Republican. So, uh, you know, and people are started to see, well, the media was totally against our president. You know, the media and the, these behind-the-scenes individuals that are running things are trying to destroy the presidency of the United States. And mm-hmm. he still gets millions more votes. And he's, you know, and, and people are still supporting him. So, um, you know, we really have to wake up. We really have to be vigilant. Uh, against the the criminality of the Democratic Party, uh, you know, and, and Trump said it. He said it himself. When you have uh, these ballots, people voting ballots, there's opportunity for fraud, and fraud happened. Uh, if amen. you have dead people voting, mm-hmm. that's uh, fraud. You know, exactly. and there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. As, as a matter of fact, there was a situation with a friend of mine who her daughter moved to another state and she received a ballot in another state that she no longer lives in. And that's just one incidence. You know, uh, there's many incidences. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know why. Well, we know why they didn't allow in-person voting is because they know that President Trump would have beat them. You know, but just on another note, you know, I've been supporting President Trump. I remember in December of uh, December 2015, just before he announced, I said, or he might have announced in December or right after there, that Trump was going to be the next president. And since that day, the criticism that I've gone through from that time to today and for people to tell us now to get over it, really? You know, I, I find that really disheartening when we've been punished by everyone. If you're a Trump supporter, you ain't black. I mean, there's so many different things that we can say about being a Trump supporter. We're racist. I mean, the the victory wall and, and the name calling is beyond the pale from the left, from a people that's supposed to be opening arms of all people, all religions and all this other good stuff. But, you know, that's identity politics, which I, I detest. And uh, like you said, people are waking up. Uh, he doubled his numbers for the black votes, for the Hispanic votes. And uh, this is a movement. You know, we know what type of leader that we want for this country now. 
we don't want a politician. We don't need a politician. And they stole this election. And if Joe Biden sits in that seat, you know, you have 72, 76 million people that supported Trump, that their eyes are going to be glued to everything that they do. And we're going to punish social media, you know, until they ban us again about what's going on. You yeah, know, social media, yeah, social media is, is, is so disturbing. Facebook, Twitter, you know, we, we're, you know, where's the, where's the free speech at? We're, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not putting out death threats. We're just police talking about uh, things that we believe in. Um, and, and, and it's, it's that progressive left is that, you know, they want to control everything. The limousine liberals, you know, if you don't believe what I believe, then you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, and, and, and that's how it's always been. You know, and especially as an African-American, you know, when I turn to uh, conservative side or Republican or and, and support of the president, you know, how dare you? You know, you're my friend. You're not my friend anymore. You don't we don't think like, well, well, listen, OK, I'm not your friend no more. Then fine. But I support who I want to support. And uh, you can't because you think you're from Princeton because you're a uh, you're, you're you're a Democratic leader in the community. You think so? Uh, if if you're always right, well, if that's true, then look at the Democrats what they have done in Baltimore, in Trenton, Camden, Newark, Philadelphia, uh, uh, Chicago. You look at Philadelphia, the city of so-called brotherly love, and all the buildings are all boarded up because of riots. You know, you look at in the bad education and jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, Antifa. You know, you look at the riots. You know, and and so it's the city of brotherly love. But you got over 410 to 12, 13 murders right now in Philadelphia in a city that's boarded up. Buildings are boarded up because of the rioters, and they, they destroyed buildings in their fear of another riot. So you got that problem in Trenton, where I'm from. You know, a 37, 38, 9 murders a mayor who is a, uh, a liberal left. He supports, you know, LGBT. He has a husband, and 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 it's it's it's. Okay, and, and the bad education. So, um, you know, that's that thing of, of, of you say that you're uh, for freedom and for liberty and, and you want to you, you love all people. But, no, you don't love all people because if you love all people, then you would be respectful and understanding and value all people. But, you, but you know, it's, it's, it's something that these Democratic left people and, and how they think. He's not the Democrats of the JFK Democrats, you know. Uh, you know these 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 liberal left Democrats are, you know, they're from another planet, man. They're from another planet. Yeah, they're they're Marxists and communists. They're extreme yeah. uh, 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 left. But that's unfortunate. We're we're out of time, Daryl. Uh, you know, people can find you. I think you do a show Facebook Live uh, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. 8 p.m called On Fire mm-hmm. News Network. Is that what it's called on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah On Fire News Network. Yeah. yeah, so uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show. And if you want to share any other information on how our listeners can reach out to you, uh, can you please share that with our, our listeners, please? Oh, oh, yeah, just check out the On Fire show, On Fire News Network. Also, I'm, I'm, putting a, I'm writing a book that should be out uh, the first week or the second week in January. 
and uh, it's, it's, exci- it's exciting, and uh, it's my uh, first book. And so me and Steve Martino are, are uh, working on it right now as we speak, and so I'm very excited. Thank you very much. We appreciate, you know, all of the work that you're doing. We appreciate you speaking truth to power, and especially we thank you for standing up for what is right. And you saw something on Election Day that wasn't proper. You, you notified who you had to, and you spoke out uh, against what you saw, which is a violation um, of, uh, of the people's trust. So I want to thank you again. And I hope that you'll come on the show again uh, and speak about other issues that are happening around the nation. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, Daryl. All right. Thank you. And I have to invite you on ASAP, too. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is is the Chauncey Show. You can join us every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 6.30 on Blog Talk Radio. Please, you can follow us on Parlor at The Chauncey Show, also on Facebook, The Chauncey Show, and you can follow me, Right Talk Radio host on Twitter, Right Talk Radio host on Parlor, and Right Talk Radio host on Facebook. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We hope that you have a happy, blessed, and safe Thanksgiving. We will be back here again on next Tuesday. Until then, stay safe, and God bless you all. Good night now. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.